Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. My Bible is open to Romans chapter number 12. Uh, Romans 12, and we're going to begin looking at verse 3. When you, um, when you get your device, your iPad, iPhone, Android, or even, look at this, a paper Bible. <laughs> out. <laughs> I want to talk to you from this subject today. It's not about you. It's about us. Again, it's not about you. It is about us. Our society has become so individualistic in its perspective that the sense of community has been lost. This individualistic mindset is so pervasive that it has invaded the church. Because we have not recognized it, we don't see how much more we could accomplish together. When we think that we can be the church by ourselves, we are thinking more highly of ourselves than we ought to think. In Romans chapter number 12, Paul warned the church in verse number three. He said in verse three of chapter 12, for I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Let's read it again. For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who's among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Let's do some Bible study. Anytime you see a word repeated, it's probably important. Let's be students of the obvious. Here, he uses this word think. And he says, first of all, don't think of yourselves more highly than you ought to. It has the inference of being where you are proud, you're arrogant, you're conceited. He said, don't let that be your view. Don't think of yourself as more than other others. In other words, don't have an, a higher estimation of yourself than you should. But then he says, there's a way that we ought to think, that we have the responsibility to think. And he says, we need to think, and he uses this word soberly. We need to think 
sensibly. We need to have the proper assessment of ourselves. And so the word think here is really not talking about, per se, the process of thinking. He's talking about the way you view a thing. Have you ever met somebody that's just arrogant? You you met them before they showed up. You know what I'm talking about? And he said, don't think like that about yourselves, but think soberly. And so my question is, why did Paul tell this church not to think of themselves more highly than they ought? I submit to you because he's saying it's not about you, it's about us. See, a lot of times we stop right there in that verse and we don't read the remaining portion of the verse because he said here, but think soberly and the next phrase, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. So we don't need to think highly, more highly of ourselves than we ought. Number one, because faith has been given to us as a body. Again, faith has been given to us as a body. Say that with me. Faith has been given to us as a body. When in the, in the New Living Translation, it says in verse number three, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Do not think you are better than you really are. (laughs) Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. So what he's simply saying is this, the same faith that it took for me to be saved is the same faith that it takes for you or anyone else to be saved. So for me to think that I am more is ludicrous simply because you and I have been given the same faith. In fact, we would not have faith if we did not hear the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so we have to understand that there is not this mindset of God's given me some extra special faith and well, you have just a little dab. No, 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 no. We have been given this faith. I am what I am by the grace of God. Because of his grace, everything that we have stems from that. Because you put your faith and trust in Jesus. I put my faith and trust in Jesus. And if you've not, you need to do that today. All right? So, so I don't need to think more highly of myself because faith has been given to us as a body. Here's the second thing. I don't need to think more highly of myself uh, because we fit in the body. We fit in the body. Look at verse number four, Romans 12, four. He says, for as we have many members in one body. 
You see that? For we have many members, but those members are what? In one body. Paul uses this imagery of the body, and he's saying, look, you don't have just random, you don't just say, okay, my leg is going to go to church today. No, 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 no. We fit in the body. So we are many members, but we are in one body. Look at this. 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, verse number 18. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 18 in the New International Version. 1 Corinthians 12 and 18 says it like this. But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. So we see not only do we fit in one body, but God placed us in the body, every one of us, where he wants us to be. So I'm placed, listen to me, I fit best where God has placed me. Please hear that. I fit, you fit best where God has placed you. So we have to understand, if God in his wisdom and in his, in his sovereign view placed us in a particular place, who are we to say, God, you don't know what you're doing? And so there's a place that we fit, and we fit in the body. Let me show you something else. Look at Ephesians chapter number 4 and verse number 16. I want to look at this one in the New Living Translation. Ephesians 4 and 16. It says it like this. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each one does its own special work it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love we'll come to that in a minute but the point that I'm getting at is God places us where he wants us to be and then he expects us to fit together in that place years ago I wanted to move to Tulsa, Oklahoma, because I thought that's where God lived. You had all of the Christian, you know, universities out there, or Roberts, and all the other ministries, large ministries, and man, I just wanted to go out there. I was, I, I was like, oh, okay. Now, God sent me and caused me to fit at a church here in Atlanta, but I wanted to go to Tulsa. So what I wanted to do was this. I, I said, I'm going to Tulsa. <clears throat> I got an audition to be a minister of music at a church there in Tulsa. And they asked me to come and lead a worship service on a Wednesday night. And so I got there. It was a Wednesday night. I sat down on the instrument and it was like God left the state of Oklahoma. It was horrible. I mean, terrible. Ter I'm talking really, really, really bad. 
It was so bad, the next day I called the pastor's house. His wife answered the phone. I said, this is Billy Johnson, and, you know, I was the one who led worship last night, and I would like to speak to the pastor. She said, why? It was awful. I was broken. I was dejected. I mean, I was discouraged. All of that. And then I heard the Spirit of the Lord say this. He said, what if, I wasn't married at the time, he said, what if your wife is in Atlanta? And my wife over there going, uh-huh. And, 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 and I was like, oh, I never thought about that. And then he said, I want you to go back and serve your pastor like Elisha served Elijah. And I went back, I humbled myself, yes, Lord. And sure enough, she was there in the very place God placed me. But what I'm getting at is this, wherever God places you, everything you need is in your fit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There are some of us, we're trying to wiggle out of where he sent us. We're trying to get out of what he's, but God has you where you are for a reason. Listen, he's given faith to this body, but you fit in a body. There's a place that you fit and you fit best. Do you understand that? So we can't be, it's just about me. No, it's not just about you. We fit in a body. Nudge somebody and say, I need you. Now, so, I, so why is it that we don't think more highly of ourselves? Because faith has been given to us as a body. Second thing, we fit in a body. But here's another thing, going back to Romans chapter 12. We function in the body. Verse 4 again. Romans 12, 4, it says, For as we have many members in one body, not all the members, it says, but all the members do not have the same function. We do not have the same function. Meaning, I don't do what you do and you don't do what I do. And there's something that God has given each of us that is so vital, that is so critical to the life of the whole, that if it's not done, it's missing. And so we have to understand something that, yeah, we got to fit, but not only do you fit, you got to function. You got to function. You've got to function. And I, I want to get Pentecostal on us. You got to function under the unction. All right. <laughs> you understand? So you got to function. Get under the grace. Get under the spot where the grace comes out. There's something on your life. There's a unique skill set, ability, grace, a, something that God has done in you that you do it like nobody else does it. And it's vital to the life of the body. I look and, you know, we've had, I, I look at people throughout the church and, you know, I've had the privilege of, privilege of pastoring. And so I see a lot of people's giftings and I just get absolutely blown away. Like, wow, how did, how did they do that? I don't get it. But I'm sure they probably look at me and go, well, how do you do that? 
you know, and so we have mutual admiration for one another and appreciation for one another. You get it? Go back to the scripture there in um, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16 in the New Living Translation. Ephesians 4 and 16. Talking about this function. It says in Ephesians 4, 16, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. Listen to this. As each part does its own special work. Do you see that? God calls what you do special. It's a special work. We have Dr. Karanja here from Beulah Heights University. Man, I can't do that. Are you, you hear what I'm, I mean? God, could, you know, God would have to do a work of grace. It, anyway, so, so I have to make sure that I'm functioning and doing the work that God has done, has ordained that I do. I have a special work. Notice what it says, Ephesians 4, 16. It helps as I do my work. It helps the other parts grow. So if I'm doing my part, you grow. As you do your part, I grow. But if you don't do your part, I don't grow. If I don't do my part, you don't grow. And so as each one does its own special work, we grow. We grow. Notice what it says. We grow so that the whole body, notice what he said, is healthy. We don't want a sick body. We want vibrant relationships, life flowing through. The whole body is healthy. The whole body is growing. And the whole body is full of love as each part functions. So we have a fit, we've been given this faith, we have a fit, and we function. Here's the fourth thing that I have to say, last thing I got to say about it all. Look back in Romans chapter 12. This time, look at verse number 5. Romans 12, 5 says, so we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Notice this, for so we, being many, the body is made up of many parts, but it goes on to say, We being many are one body, one body in Christ. Hear this. I want to let you know that I cannot be the body of Christ by myself. You cannot be the body of Christ by yourself. I know that you are just as anointed as Jesus. But you're not the body of Christ by yourself. 
I don't care how good you are, you cannot do it all by yourself. And so we've got to grasp that. We've got to understand that, that we make up the body. Hear me and hear me good. The enemy fights us here, particularly now in this individualistic mindset that's been pervading our culture where it's all about me and we don't need each other. So if we don't need each other, we don't need to work together. But the truth of the matter is, Jesus prayed, Father, make them one, even as we are one. Hebrew says it like this. In Hebrews 1, in describing Jesus, he, Jesus, is the express image of God. That's Jesus. But it takes all of us to give the full expression of who God is. There's a quote that I found from Paul Brand. He says it like this. We are called to bear that image as a body because any one of us taken individually would present an incomplete image. One partly false and always distorted, like a single glass chip hacked from a mirror. But collectively, in all of our diversity, we can come together as a community of believers and restore the image of God in the world. So what the world is looking for is the image of Jesus. They're looking for God, but they can't find him if we don't come together and be the form. So here's the point. Here's the point is that we all form the body. We all form the body. When we link together, there's something that the world goes, there he is. There's God. There's God. That's what he looks like in this situation when we come together. Are you hearing that? So please know it's not about you. It's about us. Now, 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 let me say it again, because I know some of you are going, okay, I'm having some withdrawals. <laughs> because all my life I've been told it's really about you. It's not about you. It's about, come on, say it please. It's not about me. It's about us. Do it again. It's not about me. Let me... Let me, let, me, let, me, let me put, let me Johnsonize it. Come on, say it. It's not about me. As cute as you are, as fine as you are, as anointed as you are, as all the, as talented as you are, it is about us. You get it? And so, 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 so this is what he's saying. Look, you can't think more highly of yourself because it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about So you've got to understand there's been a faith given to us all. 
There's a place that we fit. And when we get in that place, we have to function. And as we function, we begin to form this thing called the body. And the world will begin to say, there's God. There's the image of God in the world. I want to close reading 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, verse 20 through 26 in the New Living Translation. Listen to this. 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, verse 20 through 26 in the New Living Translation. It says, yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body seem weakest, that seem weakest and least important, are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those clothed with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. If one member is healed, we all can rejoice. If one somebody comes through, we all can rejoice. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But if one member suffers, we all can join in in prayer and believe God together because that's me. That's a part of me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's what he's saying. It's not about you. It is about us. Come on, let's give God praise. this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300 Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.